0: You're listening to TMI with Christine, a show where we give you way too much information about meal planning and time management.
1: Hey there, this is Christine Pittman, and you're listening to Time Management Insider, a show where we share way too much information about meal planning and time management for inside the home. I have a really great show for you today. I'm gonna be talking with Heather McCurdy from Real The Kitchen and Beyond about hosting a meal prep party. And We're going to talk about what that is and how to do it in your home, how to set up your kitchen, what kinds of recipes to choose, all of that kind of stuff. So super helpful and fun. And then at the end of the show, I'm doing a five-day meal plan like I always do in each episode. And the difference this time, though, is that I'm going to take a little bit of extra time there and walk you through how you could use this meal plan for a meal prep party. So the meal plan is five evening meals, and you could just use them as a normal, this is what we're doing this week for dinner, or you could use them for this kind of like meal prep party where you're planning well in advance and doing it with a group of people. So I'm going to give you both of those. So Then if you are looking for the meal plan, it's going to be in the same place as it usually is. It's for free at cookthestory.com slash meal plans. And you're looking for meal plan number 42. And it's going to have the five day list of meals, all the links to the recipes, a printable grocery list for you. So you could just print it off and head to the store and also it's going to have this extra set of instructions for how to turn that into a meal prep party menu. So that is all coming right up. Sit back, relax, and I'll be back with more in just a minute. It's not that complicated. I know that you can make it if you try. It's all yours fault for taking. Just come on and So I already told you that I'm talking with Heather today about hosting a meal prep party, but what I didn't mention is that this is actually part of a series of episodes that I'm doing for back to school. Yes, I'm serious. The back to school season is upon us. We're in mid-July, but my kids go back to school August 10th, so this is legit. It's time, you know. So what I was thinking was I would do a bunch of episodes on different back to school topics. And the idea is that you could be listening to these while you're driving or doing laundry or making dinner or whatever you're doing while you're listening to your podcast. I lately have been doing paint by numbers, so that is my new favorite thing to do while I'm listening to podcasts. But whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, I'm hoping that the back to school ideas will start entering your brain, opening up those neural pathways, Getting things going, getting you thinking so that when you actually do have to start implementing these things, your brain's already been like mulling over these different ideas. And so to that end, I've got a lot of great stuff coming up in the next, I think it might even be six weeks, but yeah, we have somebody on talking about lunchbox ideas. That's Amanda from Healthy Family Project. We have Chris Freytag on talking about working some workout and exercise stuff into small chunks. If you're going to be busy with the back to school season. We have Alejandra coming on to talk about plant-based meals and working those in. We have an IEP advocate that's individualized educational plan talking about time management when you have kids with special needs. Oh, just so many great people coming on to offer wonderful expertise to help ease us all into back to school. So that is what's going to be going on with this show. And then, of course, I am continuing to bring you the five-day meal plans every week. So I'm hoping that that's going to help you out. And my mission in the weeks ahead is to make them even simpler than ever so that you can really get a handle on this whole back-to-school insanity.
0: You're listening to Christine talk about meal planning and time management, but do you know who she is? She's been helping households with her recipes and time management ideas for over a decade on cookthestory.com and The Cookful. With over 2 million visitors per month on her websites and over 40 outstanding cookbooks, now she's talking to you directly on this podcast and accompanying newsletter. Go to cookthestory.com slash newsletter and get her meal
1: plans, recipes, and all her amazing ideas to help you and your family in the kitchen. Now back to the show. I'm delighted to have Heather McCurdy back on the show this week. Heather is the blogger behind Real the Kitchen and Beyond, and she's also my business manager. She's one of the most organized people that I know, and she's a wonderful cook. And I think you're really going to love hearing about this meal prep party concept. A lot of the ideas are great for if you're actually having people over to do this, but they're also great for just thinking about how you can make meals ahead and work that kind of batch or make ahead kind of concept into your regular meal planning rotation. So I really think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Today I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. So, you are talking to us today about hosting a meal prepping party. Can you start by just telling us what a meal prepping party is?
0: Yes, a meal prepping party is where you and a bunch of friends, a few friends, a bunch of friends, whatever depends how much space you have, get together and do exactly that—you meal prep together. And there are different reasons people would like to do that, just for fun. It's also a practical way to have fun with your girlfriends and meal prepping parties have been around like way before I ever started doing them. But one of the things for me that really drew me to it is how like, I feel like people like women, especially always want to get together. At least in my experience, you know, Mm -hmm. men will be like, Oh yeah, no big deal. We'll get together some evening. Mm -hmm. And then they do it. Whereas (laughs) women are like, I have to do this with the kids and I have this and this and this, and I never have time. Mm -hmm. So that's where I actually started doing meal prepping parties was because I was like, well, I want to get a bunch of girlfriends together, but everybody's too busy. But suddenly we have more time when we're doing something
1: practical and helping ourselves out. <laughs> I mean, that that's amazing that you say that. I feel like that's what this podcast is kind of about. Like we're doing chores. We have all these tasks to do. How can we like learn and, and have a nice time while doing stuff? And right. I know this is not what you're here to talk about today but it just made me think about this problem that i have in my life all the time where it's hard for me to just relax or to justify just relaxing and i think this is one of those ways where i can justify relaxing with my friends because we are doing something with a purpose and that like justifies taking that time out of my schedule does that does that resonate with you yes and i am i am one of those people who will do whatever I need to, to make
0: time to spend with people. But, and I'm also a weird person in that I actually love meal prepping. If I have time, it's not like it's obviously I hate it. If I'm, it's like, I don't really have time to be doing this, but when I'm actually standing at the kitchen counter chopping vegetables and I think I might have actually said this the last time we talked Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy it it's it's like relaxing and therapeutic almost like all the bright colors and just Mm -hmm. mindlessly chopping things and seeing like all of it there, pretty and ready to eat and anyway that makes that's a total
1: tangent so when you're talking about meal prepping here are you talking about like making full meals together are you talking about like cooking the different components and everybody takes home like cooked chicken and chopped peppers and then can do with it what they will. So which, what what exactly are you making when you're together?
0: Right. So there are different types and you can really do what works for you. You could do meal prep where you completely prep and make the meals. This can be really contingent on time Mm -hmm. because that can take quite a long time. If you're depending what you're making, mm-hmm. or you could do prep work only, where you're chopping and prepping vegetables, and maybe grilling some chicken if you wanted, and cutting it and putting it in different containers to assemble as meals, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you could do like dump bags, which like freezer meals, where you throw everything into into bags or a foil pan to prep to cook. You know, throw in your freezer and cook another day. Although honestly, even those freezer meals, <laughs> you don't have to do that. I I think the last meal. Prep party we did was freezer meals, and maybe one ended up in the freezer. They were just our meals for the week. Yeah. And then they can be, you know, slow cooker, instant pot, Mm -hmm. grilling, baking, whatever works for you.
1: Okay. So if somebody wanted to host a meal prepping party, what would be the first steps or what would you tell them to get started with?
0: Right. The first thing and thing that is most key is to make a plan. You need to consider. And and that's where like you need to plan it out super well, because it's not one of those things that when everybody gets there, you want to just throw together. You Mm want to have it well organized because otherwise what happens is everybody gets there. And depending how you set it up, if you set it up that everybody just provided money for you to get the ingredients in bulk, mm-hmm. or if they're all bringing ingredients, like you don't want everybody to get their plop everything down. And then you all have to try to figure out how are we going to do this thing? Right. So it is pretty important that at least whether you are a planner and a systems and organizational person,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or you team up with a friend who is, mm-hmm. it's really important to have that person. Otherwise, you're all going to end up stressed. You'll drink all the wine. You won't make any food. And everybody goes home with no meals.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A fun night still. And and you mentioned wine. I had not realized that wine was part of this. Now I want to host one of these. Okay. (laughs) So the plan would involve like, so if you're actually like three of you are getting together and you're each going to make a meal and and then split it up at the end, then you would decide on the recipe ahead of time and decide who's buying what ahead of time. Or right. if you're instead doing a bunch of prepping, a bunch of chopping, cooking rice, like basic sort of things, then you would decide on all of that ahead of time on who's buying the ingredients and everything so that when everybody gets there, they know exactly what they need to be doing. Right. Okay. plan
0: all that ahead. And also I think Before I go any farther, one thing I want to say, too, is with a meal prepping party like this, it's also okay if a friend is like, I totally don't want to meal prep, but I want to come because they can just come and sit and relax and enjoy it. Or Mm -hmm. if they feel like cutting and chopping vegetables to help out with it, that's totally cool, too. I had a friend who did that, Mm -hmm. just came, brought a bottle of wine and for everybody and, you know,
1: (laughs) Yeah, and she still got to have a good time out
0: with girlfriends. So, I do want to say like hey to like make sure to think outside the box of like encouraging people you don't want to be a prep, totally cool. You can still come. You just don't end up going home with food. Yeah, <laughs> Which,
1: yeah. So, you yeah, know, that that makes sense and that does take the pressure off. Except I would say that you my guess never having actually hosted one of these, my guess would be that you want people to commit ahead of time. Like if you are one of the meal preppers, you need to show up ready to meal prep. You can't really cancel unless it's an emergency. Like everything is kind of being done in a rigorous way. You don't want somebody to show up, and be like, I've changed my mind. I'm not cooking today. Right. Oh,
0: correct. Yes. No, You. that is something you have to commit to or not commit to ahead of time. It can't be it totally can't be because what if you were the person bringing the carrots for you know soup mm-hmm. and shepherd's pie if you desecrate
1: your shepherd's pie with carrots um <laughs> <laughs> I actually think we have a post on the cookful that's like what vegetables are allowed in shepherd's You're pie right. <laughs> right? and I think there's some really <laughs> opinionated people on like <laughs> no do not include carrots that's hilarious <laughs>
0: But yes, that's a really good point. You do have to commit and be in or out. And you as the host do need to make sure people are aware of like, you're okay to come and not do anything. But I have to know ahead of time because that's not something we can change midstream.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important, not just for the smooth flow of the evening, but if everybody's kind of devoted some money and some grocery shopping time and some planning time and is thinking that they're going to be going home with 10 meals for their family, and a couple of people don't show up and now they've put in that time and they're going home with two meals for their family, then that was sort of a, a huge waste of energy and time and resources for people. So kind of being aware of, of that, I think is important, right? Right. Okay. So once you have your plan, you know what you're making, you've decided what you're doing, what, what else do people need to be thinking about?
0: Yep. So some of the things is seasonality. Soups and casseroles are really great for winter or colder months. And then salads and grilling are really great for summer months Mm -hmm. or like bulk cooking, like cook up a bunch of rice in the rice cooker and chicken in the instant pot. So you have pulled chicken that people can repurpose into whatever they feel like it. Right. And then dietary restrictions are really important to think about in terms of who's coming, whether it's allergies, gluten, gluten gluten-free and religious guidelines. They're all, overall, these are pretty easy to navigate in a setting like this, as long as somebody isn't like, doesn't have celiacs and can't even have gluten in the same space, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. they're so allergic to tree nuts that you can't have tree nuts in the, in the, in the,
1: in that space. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna interject. I feel like sometimes people who have like vegetarian or vegan or religious guidelines have a similar thing. So it's not an allergy. It's uh either personal preference or a or not preference, personal serious restriction or religious serious restriction that those things be done. So it's not, you know do you know what right. I mean? Correct.
0: Yep. Yeah. So so it really depends like on the people and the setting of like can one set of people be adding pork to their meal while others are not in that same space. Those are all considerations to think Mm -hmm. through, Mm -hmm. but that's usually really easy to navigate because like, you don't need to use pork. You don't Mm -hmm. need to use tree nuts. You don't need to use gluten. There are so many recipes out there that if you want to make it as easy and accommodating as possible for all, everybody that you want to invite, you just avoid those recipes Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's only like three or four recipes at the most. Right. So so that's pretty easy to navigate either way.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that makes sense. And okay, so and then how much time should people be allotting for this? Uh, is it dependent on how many people are coming or how full of like, is this a full Sunday? Is this a weeknight evening? How, how best do you think it works? Right. It depends on what kind of meals you're making. If
0: you're just prepping ingredients towards meals, I would say like often two hours is great. However, I'll I'll addendum that you could do it in two hours, but you're going to want to add time to just kind of relax too. Mm -hmm. So I found ideally anywhere from two to four hours is great. Mm -hmm. And that was making, I want to say four meals. Mm -hmm. If you just prepped ingredients, like chopping things together so that you have them in the refrigerator for the week or things like that, two hours should be fine
1: hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But overall, most people are going to want to plan on three. OK, just because you just take it easy and relax. And many hands make light work is something I grew up with mm-hmm. that saying. And yeah. you may have too in the restaurant business, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, th- this is actually really familiar to me from the restaurant business. My mom would have my parents had restaurants there was like a ongoing list of things that needed to be made that they would add to like they're running low on Caesar salad dressing then the homemade Caesar salad dressing gets added to the list and the morning comes they get in you know a few hours before the restaurant opens and there's this like hit list like Mm -hmm. and people kind of know their jobs or it it, yeah I'm wondering actually that makes that was something I was already wondering do you find that this works Best if you have the same group of people over and over again. Like, have you had a history of developing a group, or or do you find that by you yourself being super organized and experienced with this, it doesn't really matter who else is coming?
0: If you had a group that did it over and over, it would get more efficient in terms of getting things done because there is a bit of time that has to be spent at the beginning explaining to people how it works mm-hmm. and how how the whole evening will go down basically to, you know, because it is a little newer of a concept. And a lot of times we're not used to working in the kitchen with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So there, that does take a little bit of explaining. And if you do this, like say you do once a month with the same set of friends so that you have like five meals in the freezer or Mm -hmm. just one week is made easy. Mm -hmm. That would definitely be more efficient, but you could, you can really do this occasionally
1: with new people because that could be an overwhelming thought. (laughs) to start out okay that's all great I want to ask you how the so once you've decided what you're making and you know who's coming Mm -hmm. and you have all your stuff is there a way to design the time and the space so that it all flows best
0: yes it's really setting it up in a I'm trying to think of the way to describe it kind of like if you ever go to a factory or like you working in a restaurant like everybody has their stations and they're set up in a way that makes sense Mm -hmm. so that you know you're going from one station to the next station in order Mm -hmm. like you know you don't want to have bell peppers being chopped and then lettuce being chopped and then chicken being prepped for cooking and then the next thing be like tomatoes being cut
1: for a salad chicken salad right Mm -hmm. does that make sense you follow? I don't know. I'm not sure. I I have done this in restaurants, but the tasks are really like like I said, there's like this list of like something like your salad dressing, coleslaw, sliced bread, like that's on the list. But they don't right. all necessarily have to come together into one one mm-hmm. dinner at the end. So I'm feeling right. like this this feels to me more like when I'm cooking just a regular meal for my family. And I've got like three components to that meal happening at the same time. So I might have the rice cooking and then I'll start the chicken getting into the oven and then I'll start chopping up the fresh veggies that I need. So Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like I would naturally break it up that way. Like one person is kind of starch side dishy, one person is like protein and one person is vegetables or something like that. Does that make sense? Yep,
0: it does. So I guess maybe it'd be easier to kind of lay out how I would set up. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So in my kitchen, and this really depends on your space. And I will say I have a fairly a medium sized kitchen, but I have weird counter space. So there's like not a lot of space for people, mm-hmm. but I would have like on one counter would be like chopping vegetables. Mm-hmm. So then the, the next counter, which would be like where you could like walk in like a circular motion almost. Mm-hmm. The next counter would be. You know, more vegetables, because what you'll do is like, OK, I would have Sally cutting onions and peppers, say, because they can be cut in the same space, mm-hmm. usually. And then at the next station, I would have somebody mincing garlic and basil, you know, cutting basil and parsley or for fresh ingredients. Mm-hmm. And then you would keep going. And at the next one would be somebody who's prepping chicken near the stove if they're going to cook it or any other type of meat. hmm. And then after that would be like tomato sauce or crushed tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And then after that would be seasonings. Mm -hmm. And then at a separate station, I would have like a rice cooker or an instant pot for rice. Mm -hmm. Do you see a meal like starting to kind of come together there?
1: Yes, I think I get it. So in this case, everybody's kind of working on the same meal, but different parts of it. Correct. And then
0: then the person who's cutting onions and peppers, they may be cutting onions and peppers for the chicken cacciatore that's going to go over rice Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, whatever, pasta or whatever. And the person who's making rice is making rice for the chicken cacciatore, but they're also making rice for like Mexican bean and corn rice bowl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then the person who's cutting onions and red bell peppers, they're also they're slicing the red, the bell peppers and onion. For mm-hmm. the chicken cacciatore into like wedges and you know slices and then they're also going to start mincing onion to go into that mexican bean and corn burrito bowl
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. does that make sense yes i totally get it okay okay so you set up your kitchen and then and people are cooking and then do you need everything to be cooled down before people leave or should people bring like I don't know what you call them now. I say Tupperware containers, even though I'm not using Tupperware brand. Or you said like those foil, like foil uh, disposable roasting pans. What what should people, do you have to cool the food before you take it home? What should people be thinking about for packaging to take home? And then do you have people bring their own packaging or does one person provide it? So I want answers to all of those questions.
0: <laughs> okay. So you could do it either way. So what do I have people bring? I either have people bring ingredients, Mm -hmm. like they're part of the ingredients or money. If we haven't already arranged for payment ahead of time, Mm -hmm. which I actually strongly suggest payment ahead of time, if you're doing, if you're buying everything, because it's no fun tracking down people for payment.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then I also have them bring cutting boards, Mm. knives, large bowls. So like, you know, when you chop a bunch of vegetables, you have a bowl to put it in smart and either like I would either provide the Ziploc bags and foil pans or have somebody else bring them. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to use a foil pan, then they can bring their own nine by thirteen disc. Right. Or, you know, things like that. So and Tupperware containers. Like mm-hmm. so we really we really do that dependent on what I'm feeling and what that person likes to use.
1: Mm-hmm. That so makes sense. okay. So when it comes to actually like choosing the recipes and stuff, do you have either specific recipe ideas or resources websites books places people should go that are great to get that kind of idea
0: i have well i have a i have a post on meal prepping on a meal prepping party and i have another one that'll be coming out soon that goes over more of what we've discussed
1: today okay i'll have the link to that in the show notes but heather do you maybe just want to tell us if you know like well at least your website name and okay. what to search for what's on there
0: Right. Reel the Kitchen and Beyond Meal Prepping Party will take you that should get you right to what you need. And then for recipes, two of my go to sites are Happy Money Saver. That's Carrie Truman. And she is like the queen of meal prepping ahead, especially with freezer meals. And I like I use her dump and go meals like all the time. And then Budget Bites is another one I like to use. She has a lot of just great, easy, affordable recipes that appeal to a lot of people and aren't boring at the same time. Nice, As well as are easy to adapt
1: if you need to. So I want to check those out. And then what are some example recipes that you think are really good for people to just think about starting with?
0: Lasagna is a great one with no-baked noodles. I don't tend to make a lot of meals where we have to prep the pasta. Ahead of time, but if you wanted to do like a pasta salad or something like that, that's super easy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Chicken cacciatore was one I mentioned. I don't tend to cook that ahead of time either because that's super easy to like throw in the pot or throw in a slow cooker.
1: Mm-hmm. So you peppers. So wait mm-hmm. for the the chicken cacciatore. Would everything be raw then? Like, are you essentially making a bag of? Raw chicken, like cubed. This I'm just imagining cubed chicken raw in some kind of like crushed tomato sauce with peppers, mushrooms, onions, all raw in there that you dump in, or are you prepping more of that? Yes. Yep. So we basically what we
0: we've done in the past is mm-hmm. take a big Ziploc bag, like a gallon size Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm dump in your onions, your peppers, your mushrooms. And here's where it gets beautiful. Because like, what if Sally doesn't feel like using mushrooms or her family hates mushrooms? She can just skip them. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Or somebody doesn't want onions, they can skip them. Mm -hmm. And each person goes through the stations and adds those ingredients to their bag. Nice. So the chicken quichitore would be like peppers, onions, mushrooms, cubed raw chicken, and then crushed tomatoes, Or if somebody felt like cheating, they could do tomato sauce and then the season and then dump seasonings in. Then you just seal up the bag and you mash it all together to kind of get it mixed in. So Mm -hmm. it's not just all layered Mm -hmm. and you're done. Take it home. Cook it.
1: Okay, that's fantastic. I'm I'm very much even more excited about this now. I have one (laughs) final question. So then at the end, do you like give instructions for people to what to do with these bags of uncooked or cooked foods? Or does everybody just kind of know this is going to go? I guess it could like that chicken cacciatore bag could go in the instant pot or in the slow cooker or in a pot on the stove or actually in a Dutch oven in the oven. Right. So are you just trusting that the people coming kind of know what to do with the thing in the end or is there links provided or like wh- how are you going about that final instruction piece? So
0: I will follow it up with an email or print out the recipe for everybody and it will have a specific way to make it. I am adept at changing my cooking methods. So there are times where I'll be like, oh, I know everybody here has an Instant Pot. Hey, here's how I cook this in the Instant Pot. But I don't like to get all finicky with that, mm-hmm, <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And here's the way you bake it in the slow cooker. If you want to adapt it, be my guest, but that's up to you. And then I think another key thing that I forgot is that when you have those, meal, those prepping stations, each station should have a note card. That tells you, like, this is where the onions and peppers get chopped. Here's how many need to be, like, chopped small. Here's how many and for what recipe. Mm -hmm. Here's how many need to be sliced thin and for what type of recipe.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So that, like, that Mexican burrito bean bowl. Sorry, I keep saying burrito for some reason. Burritos Um, are good, too. (laughs) They are. (laughs) And somebody could turn it into burritos instead.
1: Right. Yeah. There's nothing. You could take that mixture and then put it into flour tortillas or something instead of. Right. Yes.
0: And then what I found that was really handy was on the other side of that note card, have how much is needed for how many servings so that when everybody goes to fill their bag, they can flip that card over and it tells them exactly how much they need to put in their bag.
1: Oh, that's super smart. So that right there was key to making it less confusing. I love that. Heather, I wish that we lived closer together because I want to be a guest at one of your meal prep parties. (laughs) Can you tell people where they can find you if they have any questions, if they want to just follow you? Where is the best place to go?
0: Yep, probably Instagram at Heather L. McCurdy, M-C-C-U-R-D-Y. Or my website has my email address on there somewhere. So I would recommend <laughs> Instagram instead. <laughs> no. But you can find my stuff there on my website.
1: I'm also on Facebook. The website is RealtheKitchenandbeyond.com.com. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Thanks so much for being on the show again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, if you're like me, you are now totally inspired to host a meal prep party. And to that end, as promised, the meal plan that I've got for you today can both be used as a regular five day dinner meal plan, just on your own going through it day by day or you can use this menu as your meal prep party menu. And so I'm going to walk through this meal plan the way that I usually do, sort of as though you were having it for your regular five day meal plan. And then at the end of that, I'm going to just give some extra instructions for how you would do this if you were hosting the meal plan party. Okay, so as usual, you can get this meal plan at cookthestory.com slash meal plans and it's meal plan number 42 and it has the list of all the five days and what the meals are and then all the links to the recipes and then also a printable grocery list. So you could just print that off and take it to the grocery store knowing that you have five days of meals ready to go. So let's jump in. We are starting this week with a one pot fettuccine alfredo with chicken. And so this is my classic favorite one pot pasta formula that's been tweaked to be fettuccine alfredo. So one pot, it's all in one pot. So you just have one pot to clean at the end, which is amazing. It makes a pretty big batch of pasta, which I really love because I use it for lunches for the rest of the week. And yeah, it's creamy, it's delicious. It's got pasta, it's got chicken parmesan kind of cream sauce going on and then you're going to serve it with a salad of lettuce, grape, tomatoes, cucumbers, sliced bell peppers, and red onion with whatever salad dressing you would like. Then on day two of this meal plan you are having my best chili recipe. It's a really meaty chili with a little bit of a smoky flavor from some chipotle chilies that are packed in adobo sauce. If you've never used these before get you buy them in a little can in the like international food section with sort of where the mexican ingredients are tiny little can and it's got these chipotle chili peppers packed in there in this smoky sauce and you can take out one of the peppers and chop it up and use it in recipes or you could just use a little bit of the sauce i typically open the can pour it into a like a storage container and then just take out a little bit as I need it. And the chilies are pretty spicy, so just be aware of that. And you're gonna have that with some garlic bread. So it's easy, it's chili, it's great. You're gonna love that meal. Then on the third day of the meal plan, you're doing Greek chicken stuffed peppers. I love this recipe so much. It uses the technique I've probably told you about before where you actually cut the peppers through the middle, sort of like sideways through the middle. So instead of the traditional stuffed pepper where you're filling a whole pepper, you're kind of filling a half pepper with this. And what that means is that things can actually penetrate and cook more easily. So you can put raw chicken in that pepper with the other ingredients and it's going to cook through in the time that it takes peppers to cook, which is just brilliant. If, you know, you're just saving that step, usually you would have to cook the meat first. Like if you think of traditional stuffed peppers with the ground beef and tomato and everything. So these are just a time saver. You do need cooked rice for these. And I make, when I do them, when I want it really quick, I buy the fully cooked brown rice that you can get in like the pasta aisle of the grocery store and it saves time i don't love the fully cooked store-bought rice as just a plain pilaf side dish but i find in things like these peppers or in soups it's fantastic now on day four of this meal plan we're doing chili enchiladas with a salad the salad's going to be the same as the salad you had on the first day and then the chili enchiladas use the leftover chili that you have and you actually fill the corn tortillas with some chili and some cheese and you roll them up and then you top it with more chili and you bake them. And it, it turns into that kind of enchilada thing where the corn tortillas get kind of soft and you get that almost like a masa harina or like tamale kind of flavor going on or texture flavor. It's really really good and so easy because you're just using that leftover chili. And then on the last day of this meal plan, we are having a tropical salmon with mango avocado salsa and rice. And this is from the freezer meals series that we did on the Cookful way back when the site first launched and you can make this meal the recipe is written there for you to do it like as is to have for dinner that very night but also there are freezer instructions on all the meals in this series so it's a great place to go also if you're looking for those like meal prep batch cooking that kind of idea but yeah this it's a really nice recipe it's a white rice and black bean with salmon and then this really delicious mango salsa on top so that is our meal plan for the week Okay, now as promised, I'm also just doing this extra bit at the end of the show this week where I walk you through how you would do these same five recipes if you were doing it as a meal prep party. So you're gonna still start with the one pot fettuccine Alfredo. And what you would do is you would cook up the chicken And then you would sauté the onions and garlic with the seasonings and then you would package separately. You would package the chicken separate and then to the onion and garlic you would add the chicken broth and the cream. And then everybody just has to when they're ready to make this at home. So they're going to have their package of cooked chicken and they're going to have their package of like the sauce mixture. Then what they would do is put the sauce mixture into a pot, bring it up to a simmer, and then they add dried fettuccine to that, and then they cook it for the time stated in the recipe, and then once it is cooked, they add the chicken and the cheese just to heat through. So... For your meal prep day, somebody's cooking chicken and somebody is sauteing onions and garlic and then mixing that with the cream and the stock. And then everybody just needs to have their pasta and their cheese. And this is going to go in the freezer just fine, the chicken and the sauce packs, and then you just defrost it before starting. So that's going to be a super easy, delicious meal prep recipe. Okay, moving on to the chili. So what you're going to be doing here in your meal prep party, you could actually make like multiple batches of the chili all together and then divvy it up. But I don't really think that that is the best way to approach this. Instead, what I would say that you want to do is saute the onion and cook the meat for everybody. And then everybody can put that onion, cooked onion and meat into a bag or container, whatever they're going to be using. And then to it, they would add the canned diced tomatoes, the tomato sauce, the chopped up chipotle peppers that we talked about in adobo sauce, chili powder, garlic powder, and kidney beans. So they're putting all that stuff in. It's not cooked. The meat and the onion are cooked. Everything else is already, it's canned. So it's all like cooked, but not all cooked together and then that's going to be sealed and then you can take it home and when you're ready to make it you either have it in your fridge and you dump it into a pot and just really you're just like heating it through and letting it simmer for a few minutes and that's going to be enough or you can of course take that bag and freeze it and then you just defrost it before you put it into the pot same idea there and now the greek chicken stuffed peppers These are really great. I really find that stuffed peppers freeze very well. They freeze very well if you cook them all the way through and then cool them and freeze them. They also freeze very well if you like pre-prep them uncooked and then freeze them and then you would be defrosting them and then cooking them before eating them so either option if you're going to do them in the meal prep party and have somebody make a big pan of them and cook them and then everybody takes them home as like actually you could microwave them at that point to just defrost them and heat them through for dinner or you can prep them you have somebody chopping up the chicken and the various vegetables and making the filling. And then you spoon the filling into the peppers and then take them raw home, freeze them. And then you would defrost them and cook them for the full amount of time specified in the recipe, which is 35 to 40 minutes. So that one, you have some options on how you want to do those peppers. The fourth day of this meal plan had those chili enchiladas, which use the leftover chili. This is not for, you wouldn't do anything with this for the meal prep party, but you would let everybody know that they can make that chili the way that we talked about at the meal prep party and then take home, dump it into the pot and heat it up. It makes quite a big batch, and so they're going to have leftovers, and so they can totally have the chili enchiladas on another day that week, just like the meal plan says, and all they're going to need to do is get those corn tortillas and cheese, and those chili enchiladas are going to come together from those leftovers. And now we're at the last meal in this meal plan, which was the tropical salmon with the mango avocado salsa and the rice and beans. And this recipe, as I said, actually has freezing directions on it, which you can use for your meal prep party. But basically what you're going to be doing is getting the salmon and rubbing it in chili powder and salt raw and package that into bags for everybody. And then someone else will be making the rice and bean mixture And then that gets packaged into a bag. And then somebody else makes the salsa mixture, which is normally thought of as like a fresh salsa. It's mango, onion, cilantro, avocado with lime juice, right? So if you were doing this fresh on the day, this would be like really like crunchy, bright, fresh, but it actually freezes really well. So you can take this mixture and in a separate bowl, sorry, separate bag, package that up. So this one is going to have everybody bringing home three bags of stuff. One is the raw salmon, one is the cooked rice and beans, and one is the mango salsa mixture. And then when you're ready to make that, you would defrost it all, of course, and then you cook the salmon just like you normally would. It's already been rubbed, so it's really nice and flavorful with all of that. And then while the salmon's cooking, you just heat up the rice and beans and then divide the rice and beans between plates, top it with the salmon, and then top it with that mango salsa. So that's going to be a super easy come together meal When you take that one out of the freezer and defrost it. So that is the steps for turning this meal plan into a meal prep party. I hope that you enjoyed hearing about the meal prep party and that you're inspired to host one yourself. And I hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll listen again. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcast time management insider. And I want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Heather for being an amazing guest as always. Thank you to Caroline Hall and her team at Wild Home Podcasting for putting together this show. And thank you as always to Audio Snack for all of the amazing music. Have a great week.